Keep listening to hear a content marketing genius specialist guru, you pick the word, come on the show and tell us the best and latest tips and tricks for using content marketing to build trust with your customers. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this marketing-focused podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, each month we focus on a different marketing method like email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we're all about content marketing. And in this episode, we're kicking off in style with a guest who's built multiple successful businesses with content marketing. He's done it with an e-commerce fashion brand, a SaaS business and a podcast. And he's going to be sharing the best types of content to use right now to build that all important trust with your customers both existing and new. So prepare for tips on getting started, webinars, live streams, community building, and yes, that does count as content marketing too, and a lot more. We're just about to meet him, but before we do, please do check out our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with content marketing expert Omar Zenholm. Omar has helped over 120,000 listeners to start, grow and scale their businesses with his The $100 MBA Show podcast. One of his first businesses was an e-commerce brand, and he's also the co-founder and CEO of successful webinar platform, Webinar Ninja. Hello, Omar. Hi, Chloe. It's good to be here. Lovely to have you here. Thank you for sparing the time to come on and talk about such a neglected topic in the sphere of e-commerce. But before we get get into all your tips and tricks and advice, how did you end up in the world of content marketing? So my first career, my former life, I was a teacher. I was an English teacher at the high school and university level. I side hustled for like 10 years. Uh, I started my first online business, actually just call it like an experiment. It was like an eBay store. It was back in 20, 2002. How do you say that? 2002. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so long ago, we can't I know. remember. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to even know. So 2002. And back then, the internet was basically blogs. You know, that that was the internet and, and, and scammers and internet marketers and things like that. So I gravitated to blogging and content because uh, I was a teacher. And to me, it just seemed like teaching. And I liked the idea of like sharing what you know and uh, showing people what works and what doesn't. And also as a consumer of content, you know, I, I, I kind of like to see what works and what doesn't. So uh, that's kind of how I got into it. I was really... 
interested in starting my first blog. I'm my first blog on Blogger, and I just shared my journey of just learning as I go went along. So for me, I really didn't differentiate writing, blogging, content from from marketing. It wasn't content marketing to me. To me, it just seemed like marketing um, because that's kind of the the school I came into, and just also just leveraging the skill set I had as a teacher. And then it's just turned into so much more, so many more yeah. channels um, <laughs> yeah. nowadays. Yeah. And it's something you've brought to every single one of your businesses to make them successful ever since that eBay piece in 2002. Yeah, I um, I always say that the, the mother of all skills is communication. And you can say that's teaching, you can say that's content, you could say that is, you know, sharing what you know. But for me, if you know how to communicate whether that's on video or on audio or written or any kind of form, you basically have a meal ticket for life because you can teach, you can sell, you can, you know, the word sell is kind of dirty, but it's basically you're you're educating somebody on the purchase they're making, you know? And for me, I just love that concept of being able to kind of share the information that I learned along the way and be able to use my teaching skills. You know, you know I'm a trained teacher. I I have a master's in education. I taught in the classroom for 13 years. So a lot of that comes into what I do today in every aspect of business. So um, I always kind of tell people, I'm, I'm one of the rare people on the internet that actually was trained to teach. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, actually- There's not many of you. <laughs> yeah, and then actually you know, puts that information into, into practice in a webinar or in a, in a course or something like that. I love that. One of, you are one of the few people. We, we never think of it that way, do we? That yeah. <laughs> there's all of us telling people how to do things. But what? There's actually training in how to do it well? You're kidding me. <laughs> um, so one of the things we've, we've been talking a lot, probably for the last three years, three years, I would guess, since just before the pandemic in e-commerce, is that there is an increasing need to build an emotional connection with your customers. You can't just sell them the product and just keep thinking the product's going to do the business for you. You've got to reel, reel a bit about yourself. You've got to tell them more about the product, educate them, help them, and build a kind of like a feeling of trust between you. As someone myself who straddles the in the kind of information marketer world as well as the e-commerce world, that for me is something I've done done for decades. Is it something you're seeing becoming more important with the people your businesses are are selling to? That emotional piece within the content. I definitely see that happening. I also perceive that business is going to change or businesses will change dramatically in the last, in the next 10 years. I think most businesses, regardless if they're a software business or their e-commerce business, they're selling information, they're a service business, they're going to be basically a media company at some point. They're going to uh, do what the big companies have done for years, like Nike, lifestyle brands that basically really believe in what's called brand affinity. And that's basically what you said, like, building that trust in the brand or it's just like, I, I just want to be a part of that community. I want to be a part of that movement. Uh, if I look at the products and services, whether they're small businesses or large businesses, any purchase I've made, it's probably somewhere along the line, I, some something inside me made me say, I kind of like that person. I kind of like that brand. I kind of like what they stand for. Whether it's bold or uh, you know funny or outlandish, for me, that really matters. And I think for most people, having that connection with a brand and having a connection with a business, it's beyond than just like, this solves my problem, this product looks all right, it'll do the job, you know? 
you know, unless you're selling something very basic or a hardware tool, but even that, like, you know, that, 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 that even has people shopping around. So what I like to say is your job as a business owner, especially in e-commerce where they have that experience of a physical product, it's really your, your job to build that trust with them. Why? Because you can't make anybody buy anything. That's the bottom line. You can't make anybody buy anything, but it's super competitive out there. And the way to protect yourself from the competition and not lose sleep at night worrying about the competition is going to eat me alive, whether it's Amazon or whatever, is I've built that relationship with them. I built that community. I built that brand affinity that when they are ready to buy, they're not going to go shopping around. They're going to come back to me because I've already delivered on some level of value before they even made a purchase. So that really, to me, is the key to content marketing and trust building and brand affinity. Excellent. We're both on the same page. This is very good. So if we're going to go about building that, if actually, I was going to say, if we're going to go about building trust, what channels we should we be thinking of? But actually, I'm going to reframe it and say, Omar, if you were hired as marketing director, CEO, content marketer at an e-commerce brand doing, let's say, around a million dollars a year in sales at the moment, mm-hmm. who had done zilch on the content marketing front. So you can see it's a massive opportunity. Where would you start? What channels would you be exploring and testing for them? I'm going to back up a little bit and I'm going to just, let's let's just explore this idea of like, how do I build trust quickly with anybody? Whether it's a relationship, a personal relationship or a business relationship, where, how do people sell really expensive things, right? Like a house or a car. It doesn't happen on Instagram. No one buys a house on Instagram, right? You know, you have to have some level of interaction for people to build a relationship, right? Even if somebody is doing online dating, they're going back and forth and they're seeing pictures and they're chatting, they're going back and forth. And then obviously they don't get married off the app. They they have a an in-person meeting and they have a few dates and, you know, they get to know each other, all that kind of stuff. So same thing that goes with products okay if you look at some of the ways people sell today you know it happens in person people buy cars in a showroom all that kind of stuff but another way that a lot of people misjudge how people buy is that people like to buy whether in store because they want to ask some advice they want to act ask uh for some sort of tips or they want to see if this is going to work for them some people ask like very basic questions because they're insecure about the purchase like for example like they'll go to a craft store and say like, would this work for this holiday? Like, of course it will. It's not not broken. It's not going to not work for Halloween, but work for Easter. You know, like whatever, this this decoration. The point here is, is that people need interaction to be able to build trust and be able to close sales easily. Now, having said that, I, I do believe that if there's a way that you can have levels of interaction in your content, that really makes things happen. So say, for example, you do start with Instagram, but you encourage people to, to ask questions and, and interact inside the, the comments. Or you do start with your blog and then you have you know some comments on the bottom. And then you move up from there and say, okay, how about we move it to a, a video? Now they're gonna get to see things and hear things, not just read things, okay? And they're gonna see things in action. And then from there, they can ask some questions and go back and forth. But the ultimate is live, right? We don't have to reinvent the wheel, okay? QVC is a multi-billion dollar company for a reason. It's because they sell products live. People get to call in, they get to see it, they go back and forth. There's scarcity. There's a whole bunch of stuff happening here, right? 
when people want to sell uh, like timeshare, why do they push you in a room and get, show you in person and they sell you and they give you that free dinner at the end? The point is, is that they know they have the highest likelihood of selling this product and building that trust with you if I can just go back and forth with you live. Right, so that is really what we like to tell a lot of our e-commerce uh, customers and and owners and marketers is that if you can have some sort of live workshop, Q and A, uh, even just just some some way to display your products and say, okay, we're gonna you know showcase these three products today. Let me show you how to use these three products. I talked uh, when we're talking off off, uh, off camera, off mic. We're talking about one of our clients. She has a honey farm and she sells all these different kinds of honey. And she does these live videos and live um, webinars on how to create all these fancy recipes with different kinds of honey. And then it makes people have the kind of feeling or inclination to buy because they're like, okay, now I know how to use this thing and I can see the value. Before I was just like, uh, honey, I'm not that really into that honey or I got honey in the, in the cupboard. But now they're like, oh, this honey is great with oats and whatever. And okay, I could see that happening. So I'm imagining about, oh, what, Easter's around the corner. That's gonna be great for this holiday. So all that kind of stuff. So any way you can interact with your audience in different levels is gonna allow you to build trust over time. So that, that's my advice to anybody who's trying to get into content is you gotta get to know people. You gotta build that community and that movement. You know, my, my mom used to watch QVC when growing up, right? She didn't buy every time she watched, but at some point she did buy, you know, when things went on sale or, oh, well now I need some TFAL, I'm gonna go buy some TFAL, whatever. So the point here is, is that you gotta keep on talking to them, keep on building that relationship so that when people are ready to buy, they're not shopping around. I'm so glad you brought up webinars, which obviously is not a surprise given, um, you know, you run Webinar Ninja, but it's one of those things which in the, like, as a marketer who kind of, is probably, you know, I'm primarily e-commerce, but I do also straddle the info marketer and the, the SaaS world and the B2B world. And one of the things I've always gone, why are not more e-commerce brands doing this is webinars? Because, you know, you see customers asking questions on the site going, how does that fit together? How does, how do I use that? What recipe does this honey work in? And they've got just simply a text response or they're having to deal with inbound phone calls. And to create an event with a, you know, a, a short term deal off the back of it or a free PMP like the shopping channels, but on your own platform, mm. on your own terms. It's just, for me, it's a no brainer in e-commerce. And we kind of had this whole live commerce thing that people were talking about over the last couple of years. It's really big in Asia, but yet still in the Western world, it's not really happening. And it's only kind of the smallest brands who are doing it on their own platform, not via a Reels or something. Mm. Have you got any other, oh, well, you're, you're looking to jump in, so I'm just going to let you jump in. No, no, that. but I got a little hack that gets you across. And some people are just like, well, how do I get this content and how do I inter intertwine it with my product? So say, for example, like I had a clothing line. That was my e-commerce store. I had a clothing line. So say, for example, you have a clothing line, you sell uh, clothing for men, and that's that's your those are your products, right? So instead of you trying to force it and be like, hey, we're doing a webinar on jeans today, okay? Let's check out the jeans we have and look how nice they are. Let's look at the texture. And they just think it's QVC and they think that's kind of cheesy. That's not like what my parents used to watch. It's weird. It's like home shopping. It's a little bit scammy. They think of that. So you don't need to do that. What you can do is, is something called the internet that's beautiful that you can search and find somebody who can help you out and partner with. So for example, there's tons of online stylists 
right? That can say their personal stylist that help people choose their wardrobe, choose the right pieces, right? And from there, you can say, hey, I'd like to partner with you. Can we do a partner webinar where you can look at my products and say, hey, take a look at my products. Which pieces would be good for people to build a wardrobe with? You could teach them how to mix and match these things. And then in exchange, I can recommend them to your, your, your uh, services as a stylist at the end of the webinar. You know, this is a no-brainer for both of you. You get the content that actually is relevant and that includes your products. And then at the same time, this person gets exposure to people that need fashion advice, right? They need help, right? So partnerships are really, really great with webinars. We do this all the time because we can't teach everything, right? So we have a community called Ninja Town inside of Webinar Ninja. And there, you know, I can teach webinars, I could teach teaching, I could teach marketing and pricing and sales, but there's other areas of business that I'm just not good at, you know, like whether it's like putting your slides together. So we got an expert from Canva to help us show off how to create a, sl a slide deck for webinars. And they're happy because, hey, they're getting exposure to Canva. You know, I got an expert to teach people how to write their emails properly. So Matthew Kimberly has a great uh, training called Delightful Emails. He, that's his expertise. So I'm just getting him in front of my audience. He's giving me great content and I'm able to then sell my product. So partnerships are a fantastic way for you to leverage that live video aspect and provide the content without you having to come up with it. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that people always get stuck with is uh, I sell jeans. We'll do an episode on jeans. Yeah, I'm now out of ideas because yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I use my one idea. And actually, yeah. there are a million and one ideas about jeans, but partnering saves you from having to, to come up with them. Um, the other side of that I wanted to explore was you just brought us then into uh, the world of communities, which I think is a really interesting thing to be talking about now because, you know, we need to be building you know, that trust piece. Mm -hmm. It gets the biggest with people who've already bought from us. And webinars and communities, or community is very much about repeat selling. Webinars aren't just about new sales, are they? They're also about building a closer relationship with your existing customers. The best way for me to show the value of community is I'm going to show you like the most MVP community in the world, okay? The most minimal viable product version of a community. That's my community. When I had my clothing line, it was called Zenum Designs. It was custom tailored clothing for men. It was people like me. I'm 6'5". It's very hard for me to get a dress shirt from Macy's or from a department store or Harrods or whatever because they're not, the things off the shelf are not going to fit me. Long, you know, arms, long neck, that kind of thing. So... Uh, I created this product so that I, you know, to to be able to help people just like me to t tailor their clothing for themselves, dress shirts, casual shirts, things like that. So I wanted to create a new revenue stream in my business because there's only so much clothing somebody could buy. Also, the 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 turnaround is a little bit. Uh, you know, it's not as fast as like they, they buy something off the shelf because they actually send their measurements. We custom tailor it, they bring it back. So we have those challenges. So I needed a, another revenue stream to kind of boost sales. So one of the things I created was called Zenom Designs VIP, which was basically a really poor man's version of Amazon Prime. Okay, so basically it was a <laughs> VIP club, but it, it included a few perks. And, and some of the perks were, you know, free shipping over $100 and um, they would get first access to certain styles. Uh, when we offered new products, cer certain uh, products came in certain colors, but there were two exclusive colors only for VIPs that they can get, right? 
In that, we also had a community forum that the VIPs would be a part of. Um, this is WordPress back in the day, BuddyPress and all that weird stuff. So we just went and they, they would be part of a community forum. And on top of that, we would do, wait for it, guys, a teleseminar, which was like a telephone seminar um, <laughs> wow, once a month, is... right? And yeah, it, I'm going back in the day here. This is aging myself. Yeah. And this literally, you would call in, it was like a conference call. And it wasn't a huge community. It was about 50 to 60 men, part of this community. But it was so, so lively because these are fanatics about your products. These are people that just love what they do. These are people like, in my case, they're like the snazziest men in the neighborhood that had, you know, uh, you know, wore ascots and more shoes than their wives, right? They're really, really into fashion. And so much so that community was so uh, impressive to me they were more obsessed and passionate about the product than I was. And it was kind of my first indication, like I need to exit this business. Like this, I'm I'm not their, their leader here. Somebody here is their leader. They need to take over, right? So, so it was a great little value add where they get to nerd out with each other and have a good time and share, uh, you know, their experiences. And they would share photos of like, oh, I, 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 you know, these new cufflinks I tried on the shirt and this is what they look like. And I got them from here and blah, blah, blah. And it, it took a very little maintenance but for me, what I loved about it is that they created the content, not me. The discussion was the content. They, you know, and there's always going to be three or four or five people in that community that will step up and be a leader and be like, I'll be the community manager. I will go ahead and monitor things and start discussions. So uh, that's what I love about community is that like it's self-sufficient and it allows people to kind of express themselves. And, and, and really, it's for me, it was great R&D as well to hear what they love and what they don't love and what some of the things that they complain about. And that's OK just to hear about it. You know, so I think it's a great way for you to now there's all these great solutions. Circle and Thri uh, Tribe and all these great softwares that you can use to create forums or you can go free and go to Facebook group. But the point here is, is that like, let your people meet other people and they'd love it. That was awesome. Thank you, Omar. And it, it gosh, it is just so much easier now than it was in the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, guys, you don't know you're born if you're trying to create a community around about now. Uh, the tech is just so amazing. Oh, and the webinar tech too. Uh, okay. Uh, we are now going to pause for a mind of our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about the whole wide world of content marketing a little bit more. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Omar, so far we've gone deep into a whole range of topics already, actually. Uh, but now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of content marketing. So for the following questions, your answers can be anything to do with content marketing, which of course does include everything we've already been talking about. So Omar, are you ready for these? I'm ready. Excellent. Let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone, I hope we have, to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Commit to a year. 
you have to commit to one year and doing consistent reps of whatever content you produce. So you want to start a YouTube channel, you know, commit to doing one video a week, a blog, you know, write two articles a week, whatever it is, regardless of what's happening. Okay, this exercise is not like, let's try this out and see how it goes, see how many clicks we get. If it doesn't do well, I can always quit it. No, the, the goal here is one year consistent content and for you to have momentum. See it as you're not doing it for the audience, you're doing it so you can get better at content creation, so you can get enough reps under the belt. I'm not gonna go and enter a karate tournament and never take a karate class, right? I have to get some reps in, I gotta train, I gotta feel comfortable, get in shape, uh, find my voice, I gotta be able to feel comfortable with my own voice, actually hearing my voice on camera or on a podcast, right? So just get, committed to one year of producing content and you won't regret it because you're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to learn about your opinions and what you really believe in when it comes to your products and services. And at the same time, you're going to have enough momentum to get success. And Omar, just a quick follow up on that one. Would you pivot between channels of content? Would you commit to one for the whole of that year? Would you do them all? What do you think? It all depends on how much time you have. Like for example, I am fully committed to the podcasting platform because we have a daily podcast, The $100 MBA Show, and that's my craft. And I want to be the best at this. I want to be the, you know, one of the top business podcasts, and that's what, that's what we try to strive for. And in order for me to do that, I have to commit. I have to commit. And, and when you say yes to one thing, that means you're going to say no to some other things. You know, that, that's just the nature of, of trying to master something. Um, that also means that if... If I want to be a great podcaster, that meant that I took some voice lessons, I took some public speaking lessons, I got a coach, I you know try to you know improve myself on the mic, improve my equipment. So there's there's more to it than just like I'm just gonna throw up a couple blog posts here or try to build my Instagram following while I'm in an Uber. No, like you need to just focus, and and you'll find that when you harness your energy to one thing, it, you're gonna get a lot more uh, success. In fact, when we started our podcast back in 2014, we were on other platforms like Spotify and Stitcher Radio and all that stuff, but we only told our listeners to subscribe on Apple Podcasts because I was like, I just want to grow my following on this platform, go gangbusters here, get a good following so that I have a presence on this platform and then move on later once I have uh, that established. Excellent bonus advice there, especially for any, <laughs> any podcasters listening. Uh, now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? This is a good one. Uh, a lot of people don't like to listen to their own podcasts, watch their own videos, read their own blog posts. They just kind of throw it in the world and I never want to look at it again. I'm a big believer that we are our biggest critics and that's a good thing. It's good for you to just listen as a listener and not as a creator or, you know, watch that video or write that, you know, read that blog post that you put together. Does that actually make sense? I know that maybe when you wrote, you read it back to yourself, oh, that looks good and you put it up, but revisit it a month later, a year later. I got blog posts that I wrote 10 years ago. I read, I'm like, this is so poorly written. I can't believe I wrote this thing. It's cringeworthy, but I kind of look at the merits you know, actually the takeaways are pretty good. You know, it was a little bit ahead of its time. And so now it's doing well in SEO or whatever. But the point is, is that you have to just swallow your pride and just go ahead and just go over the content that you've, you've, you've produced in the past because it's a way for you to optimize the performance 
and I'm not talking about, you know, your clicks and your metrics and your metadata and all that stuff. I'm talking about your actual performance on the mic, on the on the keyboard, on the video. You're you're a craftsman, you're a craftswoman, you're you're a producer. You you want to make sure your content is getting better. And just like anybody who's producing something or an athlete or a musician or an actor or whatever, you want to make sure that you're getting better every time you produce that content. And the only way to do that is just to analyze what you've done in the past. I love that. And I have to say, having um, gone through the pain of analyzing my own stuff in the past over the years, sometimes you find some stuff, you go, oh my God, that bit was really good. Why don't I talk about that bit anymore? Which is a lot easier than coming up with a new idea. Um, okay. If someone listening wants to learn more about content marketing, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Yep. I always recommend our podcast, The $100 MBA Show. If you look it up on the podcast app you're using right now, we have over 2,000 business lessons. It's daily business lessons, five days a week. It's 10 minutes long, and it gives you a lot of tips on how to content market, how to market on a budget, how to hire for marketing, how to be able to just get innovative even if you're bootstrapped, or even you know how do you create a new revenue stream so you can take that revenue and dump it into your marketing that's actually effective. Actually, we had a, a recent episode published. This is we're recording this in July, but uh, you can look it up in July. It was all about how to market when you have no funds. Like, how do you actually do this and actually be effective? Uh, and then we have another episode as well. You can Google it. It's about why we stopped marketing on Facebook and Google and how you can actually have more success sponsoring other creators, partnering with other people. Uh, because it's a targeted audience. I can go on and on about how complicated Facebook ads are these days and Instagram ads. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that's my free resource. Check out the $100 MBA show or podcast. Yeah, it, it's a brilliant show, everyone. And I swear, if you have a business problem that isn't on there, I'd be amazed because I bet the answer is in one of those episodes because the stuff you've covered, Omar, on that show is phenomenal. Um, okay, Finally, crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? Wow, that's a good one. And I, I'm going to preface this whilst you're thinking the answer. We are recording this in July, guys. You're listening to it in December. So I'm really asking Omar to stretch his, his vision out here for this one. So one of the things that we are getting into is live training uh, and courses. So we're going to be releasing a tool within our, pro uh, our product, Webinar Ninja, and it's basically going to allow people to sell live courses, workshops, events. So, for example, if you want to run a conference for your customers and you want to you know, do basically like a, a five-day event, you'll be able to do that, sell tickets, run the live video, all, everything in one place. Very excited about that because, um, as I mentioned, teaching is in my blood, is in my background. It's what I did all my adult life. So this is basically me bringing the classroom to, uh, to millions of people, allowing people to create their own classrooms and their own courses and events easily. Excellent. And um, Omar, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So those who are interested in what you've just told us about and generally about what you're up to, where can they find you and your business, please? Sure. You can easily subscribe to the $100 MBA show podcast at 100mba.net. We have some easy buttons for you to use and you can check out our latest episodes. Uh, and if you are into doing live video, live events, programs, uh, you can check out webinarninja.com. 
Simple as that, everyone. Um, Omar, thank you so much for coming on the Keep Optimizing podcast and sharing so much great insight about the types of content marketing we really ought to be doing. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for coming on the show. The pleasure is all mine, Chloe. Thanks. Some lovely insight from Omar there. And as I said earlier, he has built multiple businesses through content marketing. And he is both as a practitioner running his podcast, building his webinar business, as well as being in the content world with his webinar business and, and you know working with the people to help them use his tools. He really does know what's going on in this space right now. And as he was saying, I thought, thought one of the really interesting things he said was, to build trust, you need some kind of interaction. So whether you're blogging or YouTubing or whatever it is you're doing for your content, you need to get that two-way conversation going in some way or another to, to really accelerate the building of trust. And then the fact that so much of it can be done for retention. So communities for your existing customers. I think binds in really nicely with some of the loyalty stuff we've talked about uh, in previous episodes. And also, the you know those webinars are not just if you do live webinars, and I strongly advise you to give it a go, try the partnership side, get someone who knows lots about what your target customer are trying to solve the problem of with your um, product. So I went a bit Yoda there, put the words back in the correct order and it'll all make sense. Um, and, and then try them with your audience try them with your existing customers to encourage them to use your products in more ways, maybe to recycle your products, to extend the life of your products. All these things you could be doing via these forums. Plus, you're going to get a huge amount of knowledge back from how your customers are using the products and how your customers are you know, getting on with your products. It's kind of like becomes a bit of a goldmine. Now, you can get links to everything we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. And you can also use our special director episode links. Just put keepopt.com forward slash episode number into the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct page on the website. Once you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I help I, help I share words, Chloe, words. Uh, so you don't miss out on any other things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to continue learning about content marketing right now, then scroll back up your feed to our last session of content marketing this time last year. And otherwise make sure you're following us or subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice because over the next few weeks, we are going to be sharing even more content marketing advice for you. And please tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.